you know, it, it, people don't actually want to shop around. They, they actually really want to get the process over with, you know what I mean? They want to have a good time. They want to find, you know, you don't always put your shoes on and say, Hey, I'm going out to buy a car today. You put your shoes mm -hmm. on, you go out, you know, you're looking for a place you feel comfortable. You're looking for a car you like, you're looking for somebody that, you know, can actually guide you through the process. And to me, I, you know, I'm more of a, a of a guide. I, I don't want to sell you anything. I want to make sure that, you know, your experience is good. I'm answering all your questions because if you're not going to give somebody the answers, they're going to get it somewhere else anyway, either online or from somebody else. So to me, my whole thing is to give everybody right up front everything they want. I call it giving them, give them the pickle. You know, they, I order a sandwich and I say, hey, can I get a pickle? You know, what's a guy going to tell me? No, you can't have a pickle. No, he's going to give me a pickle, right? Uh -huh. I want a pickle. Give him a pickle. If the customer has a question, just give it to him. Just, just answer the question. Give him all the information right up front. Somebody wants a price. Don't beat around the bush. Just give him a price. If now, 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 your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration. Perspiration. perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show with your host, the Vice President of Making Shit Happen, Terry Lancaster. So the average car salesperson sells about eight, maybe 10 cars a month. A really good salesperson sells 20 cars a month. And a superstar, all-star, top of the pile, sells about 30 cars a month. Today's guest, Frank Crenetti from Piazza Honda in Springfield, PA. Frank sells 100 cars a month, month in and month out. He's pretty much the mayor of Springfield, out shaking hands, kissing babies, reviews, referrals, and repeat business. <laughs> They all want a piece of Frank. They're all Frank's fans. And we're going to talk to Frank about how he does that right after this. Make more friends. Sell more cars. 97% of car shoppers say they would prefer to know their salesperson before they ever set foot in the dealership. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. And they refer their family and friends to people they know, like, and trust. Visit TerryLancaster.org to learn how your sales staff can get more reviews, more referrals, and more repeat business by building better, stronger, more authentic relationships online and in real life. TerryLancaster.org. Frank, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. How are you today, Terry? Oh, I'm I'm absolutely fantastic. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. It's the first day in a, in about three months. It's not 157 degrees, so we got a nice bomb, 70 some odd degrees outside. I'm loving this almost fall weather, and I know you are. You're the, you're the biggest football fan in uh, in Philly, PA. So uh, you're 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 ready for football weather, huh? Uh, I'm getting uh, I'm getting butterflies in my stomach right now. I am legitimately like a little kid at Christmas. Just can't wait to come down the uh, the steps and see what's under the tree. It's uh it's amazing. I don't want to see preseason anymore. I just want to get into it. I want to open the NFL season and get into it. I'm fired up right now. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody needs preseason. That's like kissing your sister, man. It's just just yeah, it's and get it done. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so, man, tell me about the car business. The car business has been good to you. You're a rock star. I follow you online, and you're selling month in, month out, 100, 110 cars a yeah. month. Tell me a little bit. I mean, man, people who don't – and a lot of people who aren't in the car business, and even people who are in the car business, don't see how that's humanly – possible to sell 100 cars a month so so how is it humanly possible to sell 100 cars a month it, it's definitely possible i can tell you that because i do it every single month so it's no uh there's no tricks it's uh if i had to start from scratch with everybody 100 plus customers a month and I, I can see where you know some people's hesitation would say yeah there's there's really no way and if i had to do it from scratch 100 could i probably do it 
yeah, I probably have to work seven days a week and, you know, work as hard as anybody in the car business ever has to get there. But uh, the way we do selling here is all, it's, it's been building relationships for 18 years. Uh, yeah. You know, putting your client's best interest at heart. And they actually, they, they feel that. And, you know, from all the referrals that I'm able to get and build on, you know, over 18 years of, uh, of shaking hands and kissing babies, you know, and, and acting more like you are running for office. So that's kind of what you are. You want to be the most popular guy in your area. Um, that's how you're able to do it because you, you already have those walls broken down between people. You already have that trust factor. It's not high. Um, you know, it's, Hey, nice to finally meet you. You know, I heard so much about you or, Hey Frank, how's the family? And I'm reciprocating with, you know, how everybody else's family's doing. And I'd say probably, maybe 15% of the time that people are with me or talking to me, we're actually talking about cars. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's, uh, that's kind 15%. of the afterthought. Everybody's just there. It's almost like everybody's there just to hang out. You know, not everybody wants to hang at a car dealership all day, but we try to make an enjoyable experience, you know, get you in, get you out pretty quick. We have it down to pretty efficient science, but the main way we're able to do it is from, you know, building relationships with your clients and, and, and they're, they're talking and singing your praises and, you know, blowing you up. You know, so in essence, I'm almost not selling a hundred cars a month. Everybody else is selling me for me and I'm just helping, you know, people pick out cars. I spend more time sometimes picking out color with uh, color cars with people than, than anything, you know, it's, uh, there, there's already the trust factor there. So it makes it a lot easier. Well, and, and that's one thing I'd like to talk about is that uh, you can sell so many cars because you sell them a lot faster because you don't have to go through all the hassle. And I mean, there's, there's, there's the trust already built. And so you, you've kind of, you kind of put in all the legwork with, by building the relationship and things go a lot faster, which is probably your biggest selling benefit. Because I've never met anyone who wants to spend more time haggling with a car dealer. <laughs> Absolutely not. So that, that's, that's what my force is. We're going to get you in and out of here quicker than you can get a pizza someplace. Yeah. So, uh, um, a lot of times it happens. It doesn't always happen that way. There's some complications, bank stuff, insurance stuff that you got you to gotta weave through. But for the most part, you know, it's, it's everybody's fifth, sixth, 25th car they've already gotten, you know, here from me. And, uh, you know, we make it, make it pretty easy that way. And, and, and so you give them the speed, which is part of the experience and everybody loves that. So you then get in and get out, but, uh, but you're not, you're not rushing. Sure. You, you give them the red, uh, literally the red carpet treatment, the velvet rope, the clock and night at the Grammys up in there. Absolutely, man. It's a, it's a, it's a great experience. You, and sometimes, and I think, you know, earlier in my career, I didn't really realize how, how, you know, big of an experience that it should be for everybody. You know what I mean? Cause you're selling cars every day. It's kind of like your thing, you know, it's just, it gets mundane sometimes, you know, and, um, you have to make it exciting for everybody. There's gotta be a, a certain wow factor. A, so they're, they stay excited about everything. And then, you know, B, so they remember you. Wow. You remember that we went and bought a car. We we're on the red carpet. We got our picture taken. Like we were, you know, it's some big premiere and, you know, they made a big deal about it. And, 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 and the fact that the speed, yeah, we, we're speed, but we don't skip anything. You know what yeah. I mean? We don't skip any of the important steps. We, we make sure it's an enjoyable experience. We make sure we're, you know, going over everything with everybody. You know, it's not just, hey, here's your car. Here's your keys. You know, have a great day. I mean, we're, uh, that's not the way you're going to get referrals. That's not the way you're going to keep repeat business. So you have to do it fast enough so that, you know, people aren't sitting around all day. Your clients aren't sitting around, but you also have to be, you know, efficient, but give them the whole dog and pony show also to make sure that they're, you know, getting everything that they should be getting when they're purchasing a vehicle. 
Yeah. So and, and you, you've got the red carpet treatment with the red velvet rope. And you take everybody's picture in front of your stand up with, there and, and, and everybody posts these on Facebook. One of the things I've, I've seen you talk about and I've heard, heard you say is that you, your, your main objective on Facebook isn't to, to, to slam it with pictures of you selling cars. And, you know, that, that gets, you know, you're, you're selling 100 cars a month, sometimes 20 cars a day. You know, if you just slam everyone's Facebook feed with 20 pictures of you delivering cars, everybody would hate me. Yeah, that's right. not very friendly. So your objective no. on Facebook is, is just to be a real person, to be a friend. That's that's what this is all supposed to be about. You know what I mean? So it's not just and, – and I'm not one that just wants to sell you a car and never see you again. Like I actually legitimately care about, hey, your family, your friends. I stay involved with a lot of community. And I, I want to see, you know, once I get friendly with somebody, I want to see what they're doing in their life too. So I want to see their pictures of their kids and, you know, them on vacation and doing things. So, you know, that kind of uh, endears me to them and, and vice versa. You know, they see me with, uh, you know, my family and, you know, what we're doing and, you know, having fun outside of the dealership or having fun at the dealership too, not just with selling cars with other events or, you know, things that we're sponsoring or people we're supporting in the community. So to me, that that's the most important part of being able to grow your brand. You know, I keep seeing everybody cut, try to come up with these, you know, catchy phrases and everything for their for their name and you know thinking that that's the that's the way to just you know attract people to come in and get cars from you to build a business page and uh and just come up with a catchy phrase and catchy name and to me it's never really been about that you know it's yeah. uh i actually fought the whole social media thing when it comes out if you ask my wife and my good friend who's facebook they kept asking me to go on facebook i said i will never go on the facebook i will never have because back then it was myspace i said i will never have a MySpace or a Facebook page, it's just not me. It's not it's not who I am. I don't I don't need it. I don't need to do it. Yeah. But I, I seen the I seen the long term picture and you know, I got on and I started seeing all these people I haven't seen in years and connecting with them and, and growing and I'm like, man, this is this is great. And then started probably taking pictures of clients uh seven years ago, eight years ago and you know, it's kind of metamorphosized into into what it is now. But at the same point it's not just about taking pictures, hey, look at me, I'm selling a car. You know, and I think that's kind of what gets lost a little bit um, with some of the posts that I see from some of the other um, salesmen that I'm friends with. I'll go through their page after that picture and I don't see anything but that, you know, or yeah. stuff that's in their newsfeed that has nothing to do with them or doesn't tell me anything to do, anything that has to do with them. I mean, you know, if, I, if I'm interested enough to click on your photo and then your name and try to scroll through, I want to see some interesting stuff. I don't want to see the same picture of, you know, me sitting there hugging somebody with the, you know, with the thumb up a hundred times. It's, uh, <laughs> that's not really the, uh, the method to the madness at that point. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not a real human being. And, and, and I love Facebook. I know everyone dogs on it, but I, it gives, ah, I, I made amazing, I've made amazing friends on Facebook and yeah, uh, absolutely. it's an opportunity to create real relationships and, and not only to create new relationships, but to deepen the relationships that you have. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a way to stay connected with everybody, you know? So this way, you know, you, you, you know what everybody's doing for the most part or what everybody wants you to know that they're, they're doing, you know, yeah. more than, more than likely. But. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you said that that's, that's not what it's about. It's not about taking pictures and putting on Facebook, but for you, it's, it's also not, not about the money. I was watching an interview. I was getting ready for this interview and I was watching the interview and, and you said something because when I tell someone, I'm talking to someone who's selling a hundred cars a month and they go, man, they got to make all the money. Right. But you, you said you don't even know how much money you make. It's not because it's not about that. It's not about that. Money is a byproduct of your success. That's always been my mantra. It's always if you're successful, you're always going to make money. Now you can't just be stupid about it and say I don't know how much money I make. Maybe I was, you know, joking a little bit. I, I know where my money's at. I know what I'm investing it in. But right at the same point, 
I don't, I don't go on the work and tell myself I have to sell X number of cars and make X number of dollars. That'd be like, you know, you're you have to hit the winning foul shot. And all you're thinking about is if you don't hit this foul shot, you're not getting a contract. Like that, that's not, that's not what should be going through your mind. You know, your mind is you got your game face on, you're there, you're in the moment, you're, you're doing whatever it is. But if you're successful at what you do and you're a, you're, you're a big time player, you're, you're, the money's going to come. You don't have to yeah. worry about it. You know, people are going to, are going to not worry about what they're, what they're paying you. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's all about the experience to me. It's all about taking care of the client and serving like people, you know, come in and, and to me, it's all about being the greatest waiter in the world. Like, you know, sometimes there is five, six, seven people there all at the same time for me. And you can go to the greatest restaurant ever and end up with a bad waiter and you'll never go back to that restaurant because the experience was, was bad. So to me, I end up, you know, they're in my restaurant. I, they're sitting there, you know, some people are different stages. Some people are buying the car for the first time. Some people are test driving the car. Some people are getting ready to do paperwork. Some people are coming back to get some things done for their car. We didn't do a delivery or, you know, whatever the case may be. But at the same point, if you have a really good waiter at a busy restaurant and he could serve six, seven, eight tables and never feel like you're wanting for anything, that's a great waiter. That's a great experience. That's I'm going to come back and ask for that waiter. I have yeah. uh, a Mexican place we go to uh, around the street and uh, every time, Every time we go there, you know, we, we ask for the same, we ask for the same waiter every single time. There's a couple of restaurants because we always have a, have a good experience. He comes in, he talks to our kids, he knows who they are. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, like if, because people go to restaurants more than they buy bar, go to, go to buy cars. So, you know, they might be able to equate that a little bit, a little bit better, but that, that's kind of the way that I feel. I'm here to serve you. You know what I mean? You need a glass of water. We're going to get your water. You know, you need more bread. We're going to get your bread. It's the same thing. You know, we say yes to, you know, every single time we can. You know, you, you bringing this up that, uh, that, so you, you have the waiter, but, and those, so the waiters are there to help you. They're called servers and they, 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 they're there to serve. And that's what the car salesman is there to do is there to serve and to make, to make the process easy and fun and exciting, uh, you know, and, and pain free for the guys that come in. But, you know, we, as, as a salesperson, salespeople often ruin the business. You, you never, you're, your, your waiter never comes in and, and starts telling you about, you know, what kind of, what kind of uh, flour is in the bread and, or, or, or asking stupid questions about things. And you've said that we, we turn buyers into car shoppers. Somebody comes in the, car, in the dealership ready to buy a car and we right. turn them into shoppers by, by just being stupid and telling them stuff they don't want to know and making the process more complicated. Absolutely. Um, what you really want to do is not ask stupid questions that people are already, you know, what, what can I do to buy? To, what, what can I do to earn your business today? Well, if you did your job the way that you're supposed to do your job, demonstration, presentation, and actually listen more than you talk, I find that, uh, uh, you know, it, it, people don't actually want to shop around. They, they actually really want to get the process over with. You know what I mean? They want to have a good time. They want to find, you know, you don't always put your shoes on and say, hey, I'm going out to buy a car today. You put your shoes mm -hmm. on, you go out, you know, you're looking for a place you feel comfortable. You're looking for a car you like. You're looking for somebody that, you know, can actually guide you through the process. And to me, I, you know, I'm more of a, of a guide. I, I don't want to sell you anything. I want to make sure that, you know, your experience is good. I'm answering all your questions because if you're not going to give somebody the answers, they're going to get it somewhere else anyway, either online or from somebody else. So to me, my whole thing is give everybody right up front everything they want. I call it giving them, give them the pickle. You know, they, I order a sandwich and I say, hey, can I get a pickle? You know, what's the guy going to tell me? No, you can't have a pickle. No, he's going to give me a pickle, right? Uh -huh. I want a pickle. Give him a pickle. If the customer has a question, just give it to him. Just, just answer the question. Give him all the information right up front. Somebody wants a price. Don't beat around the bush. Just give him a price. If, I don't care what I'm buying. I don't care if it's a pencil, if it's a, if it's a nice watch, if it's a lamp, if it's Eagles memorabilia. If you don't give me a price, I'm not going to buy it. 
you know. So to me, it's always just give everybody the price right up front, disarm them, make them feel comfortable, you know. So if you give everybody everything up front, sometimes even before you come in worship, then they get very comfortable with you, you know. It's like, wow, this guy really does want to give me all the information where, you know, I actually – I get my wife a new car every single year. So we got Honda Pilot, 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 six years in a row. She didn't want another Honda Pilot. So we, we bought an Acura MDX. The MDX ended up being too small. So she wanted to look around at other cars. I'm like, all right, no problem. I said, let's just, I said, we'll go car shopping. I said, do me a favor. Just don't tell them who I am. I don't want to, uh, we'll just go out and be Mr. and Mrs. Smith and just go, just go look at cars, test drive cars. So first dealership we went in, um, couldn't find a salesman. Nobody came up. I didn't make it. A, I actually did. I sent an internet lead in. I never got a response back. It was a Lexus store. It was around yeah. the corner from our house. I figured I'll just go stop in. You know, they were pretty busy. Couldn't find a salesman to help me. I said, no problem. Just want to look around. Um, all they wanted to do was get my information and just give me payments. All I really wanted to do was see if, what the inside of the Lexus looked like. Cause all I was doing for the last week was sitting on my iPad at nighttime, just looking at it. you know, I'm just looking yeah. at it, looking at it. Next car dealership we went to it was Cadillac. Which she wanted, she always wanted an Escalade. I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go stop in and look at the Escalade. Pull into the Escalade place. I told them the car was for my wife. All they wanted to do was talk to me the entire time that I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to know if I wanted to buy or if I wanted to lease. Um, just kept asking me a very, very, you know, questions that had nothing to do with anything I was there for. I was just there to see the car, touch it, feel it, smell it, get excited. Um, they wanted to know how much I can afford. They wanted to know uh, how much I could put down if I was trading anything. And these are all questions within the first five minutes. So I'm, I'm having to answer question after question after question. And I wasn't even the one buying the car. My yeah. wife, it was, it was her car. So uh, we ended up not buying another car for about a year, but I ended up surprising her with a, her brand new Escalade upstairs for, uh, for Mother's Day, last Mother's Day. So uh, she got it. I called the guy. Um, same thing. He goes, Frank, I know how busy you are. He goes, I'll give you all the information. Boom, shot me over a price. It's a great. So listen, I'm trying to surprise her for Mother's Day. He goes, man, no problem. He goes, I goes, I know how busy you are. He goes, why don't I bring the paperwork to you? Drop the car off to you. I'm like, you really do that? I said, not putting you on. He goes, absolutely not. It's no big deal at all. Guy brought the car down to me. I've referred him probably six, seven, eight customers in the past year to go over and see, uh, see my buddy over at Cadillac, Mark Pace over there. Because he, he went over and above and beyond and did everything that I, that I actually wanted the information I wanted when I wanted it. But at that point I was just in a dealership, just a test drive. My wife was there to test drive and we yeah. never even got to do that at that point. So that's, that's how I, that's how I mean that we turn um, buyers into shoppers. Like I, I waited almost a year to go buy the car that she actually wanted because I didn't have a lot of time to actually go car shopping. And the time that I did, I met salespeople after salespeople that just totally turned me off, you know? And then one person found out who I was like, Oh, why didn't you just tell us? I'm like, well, I don't know. I just wanted to come in and just, be Joe Smith and just, you know, buy a car, you know, and that yeah. was, uh, that was my experience at a car dealership. So <laughs> you know, to me, that kind of opened my eyes even more that things are still done, you know, not the way that I think they should be done, not the way that I was taught, you know, by our management to, to do things. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it helped me actually in my career more over the last year, just to, to, to make sure that I'm giving everybody the experience that they want rather than the shortcut of, Hey, let's get to the numbers. Let's do this. Some people want that. They just want the numbers. They just want to go. And that's no problem. I can do that in the, in a split second. The computer can spit out a number, but I wanted the experience. I wanted my wife to have the experience. She's never actually really bought a car before. You know, either her dad bought her a car when she was younger or, you know, I, I was in the car business when she met me. So, you know, the second car she ever got after her dad bought a car was, you know, I helped her get a car. So she's never actually had that experience. And to me, it kind of, it kind of ruined that experience. So I just ended up buying her a car and surprising her. And, you know, that's the way it was. But to bring it all back, 
I don't want my customers to, to turn into shoppers. And I feel like I hear it a lot. You know, I hear people asking invasive questions right from the beginning before they even, people come into a dealership in my eyes to actually look at a car, to get in, to touch it, feel it, smell it, like I said. And uh, a lot of times we just want to shortcut things and go right to the numbers. And even though I sell a lot of cars, that's not the way we do business here. Yeah. And that's people putting the transaction in front of the relationship. They've got their process and they want to get to the numbers and we've got to, we've, we've got to, we've got to follow this road to the sale. And, and we're, we're not, you're, they're just not on the same page with what the people are wanting. So to me, everybody keeps asking, you know, the, the whole question is, is the dealerships ever going to get rid of salesmen? And, you know, are you going to be able to buy cars online? And can I click just buy it now? And Amazon's going to drop the car off or Carnova and all that stuff. And, uh, and the answer is, you know, in some way, yes. I mean, that's kind of the way that somewhat of the business is going. So to me, to insulate yourself from that, you have to make yourself an essential part of the process. Mm-hmm. To me, I make, my, I, I, I make myself invaluable to everybody. I've been giving my cell phone out for, you know, the whole 18 years that I've had it, 484, 368, 9000. As soon as I get in contact with somebody, I text it. I make sure it's in their phone. They have my name in the text message so they can easily search it or store it in their phone. This way, if they ever have any questions, problems, my whole thing is, you know, after the whole sale's done, if it's the first car you ever bought me, you know, I'm not the type of guy that just wants to sell you a car and never see you again. And I really mean that. Like, if there's any questions, uh, you know, a lot of these cars are pretty complicated. So, you know, not everybody gets it, even though they'll yes you to death. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand how this works. They don't, exactly. you know, go over the car. I tell everybody drive it for a week or two, come back. I'm more than happy to spend 15, 20 minutes with you. Go back over the car to make sure you're comfortable. You're spending a lot of money. Uh, people really, really appreciate that. Cause that, that really shows that you do care. You're not just trying to sell them and get them out of the showroom, you know, uh, offer that service to them, you know, to come back and, and, most people that say they're going to come back for the most part, they don't, but at least they have that open invitation, that open, you know, door to do that, you know, and if you have any problems or anything, everybody always has your cell phone number to be able to get a hold of you, you know, at any time. It's the last thing you ever want is a problem, a problem to grow, you know, uh, with a customer base. And that's kind of, that's been another, uh, you know, trick, I guess you would say to my success, you know, or a secret to my success has been. When there's a problem, I don't just turn it over to a manager. I, I get involved right away. I was the person who sold you the car. I want to see it all the way through from, you know, service. If there's an issue, if there's something wrong with a car, a used car that we sold, we want to make sure that, you know, I, I'm, I'm there with you along the way if I need to be. And that's, uh, that's another thing that the Internet has changed about the car business is, you know, 20 years ago, if, you know, you could, you could blow a guy off. If there was a problem, you could hand it over to a manager. <laughs> You could you got to wash your hands of it, but you can't wash your hands of anything now because people go online and they leave these reviews, and you get a bad oh, yeah. review to kill you. But you've got yeah. monster good reviews, and uh, so let's talk about how the, how the reviews affect you. You said you 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 do mostly repeats and referrals and and people coming like that, but right. a big chunk of your business is people who found you online that you don't know from Adam, yep. and they read your review and they're coming in to buy a car. So let's talk about reviews, what they do for you, and how you get them. Uh, how you get them is you ask for them. Um, I mean, people, people, probably 10% of the people will just randomly write you a review if you don't ask. Um, but you know, it, I, I ask everybody if you had a good experience, you know, or if you didn't have a good experience, I mean, I want I don't just want an all five star review. I want you to be totally honest, you know, cause it's a self-reflection, you know, I don't need to think that I'm the greatest of, you know, great in my head. I actually want to know if there is an issue. So I ask all the time as, you know, if there's any issues, you know, make sure you let me know, um, you know, this way we can make sure that we get through them for you. If the, if the, sometimes you get that feeling that it's not all right, 100%, 
you know, I try to try to get to the bottom of it. And then at the same time, that person also ask them for a review. Um, somebody bought a car from you and or had a great experience. Why wouldn't you want to, you know, get them to put that out on social media or any of these sites out there? Um, you know, especially if, you know, someone that, that one tenth of 1% of one person that leaves you a bad review because they feel like they were slighted or something just didn't go right. Or, you know, something in the dealership just wasn't right. And you get that one bad survey. If you were one bad review, if you have thousands and hundreds or other surveys, then it doesn't quite affect skew the numbers as much. But at the same point, you want to get down to that customer too and find out what the problem was and what it is so you can fix it. So you don't do that, you know, with somebody else, just because you think you're doing great and you're selling a lot of cars doesn't mean you're doing everything the right way all the time in my eyes. So, you know, we're always looking to, always looking to get better and, you know, always looking to, to figure out what the next step to, you know, customer satisfaction is. So when in the process do you ask them to leave your review? No, usually, usually a day or so after they actually bought the car. Um, you know, I, I always make sure I ask for referrals after the sale 100% of the time. You know, anybody you know who's interested in a car, I, I tell everybody, I get all my business from repeat referral business. I mean, it's very, 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 very rare that I'll actually, you know, talk to just a new customer who's walking around the lot. I mean, I'll never let anybody just walk by, make sure I say hi to everybody, and then, you know, always try to go grab an available salesperson. But um, the, the, most, the most important part of of your job is to ask for referrals. Um, and I learned that in the job that I had uh, before I got into the car business. Everything was uh, was almost like door-to-door sales, but you were basically asking for referrals. And at that point, you're asking them to write down name and addresses that they were happy with the presentation you gave them. And, you know, you're cold calling people. Now it's it's kind of the, the best of both worlds because, you know, you're asking for referrals and you're posting it on Facebook. And the way you're getting referrals is you're getting into all of your customer circles. So, um, I don't want to be, and I had this conversation with, uh, with Ali the other night, um, uh, after we were going back on Facebook, he gave me a call. We were talking and, uh, you know, I don't want to be the most popular car salesman among car salesmen. I mean, it's great that I am and all that. I have thousands of friend requests from car salesmen just sitting there. And unfortunately, um, Facebook, uh, only lets me, uh, have 5,000 friends. So I don't want my 5,000 friends and likes to be people that I'm not going to be engaging with in any business at transactions or, you know, not going to be growing relationships with locally, uh, here or, you know, being able to earn their business or, um, so to me that the most important part of the referral thing is, uh, if they're writing your referral, not only are your clients potentially seeing it, but all their friends are seeing it. Um, once you tag them in that post where you're, you know, sitting there with our thumbs up and, you know, in front of the car, in front of the carpet and everything, you, your goal should be to uh, make sure you tag them in the, in the post and 100%. make sure that they, they share it on their page, you know, um, and then their friends share it. And that's kind of how, uh, to me, yeah, we see you on, and I'm not even friends with a lot of these people, but we see your post pop up all over the place. Cause you know, I'm friends with such and such and, you know, or they'll walk in, they'll go, there's that guy, you're the guy. And I'm like, Hey, how you doing? You know, <laughs> very nice to meet you you know, just end up having a conversation with me. If they're not buying a car, maybe they're just in service. And, you know, they haven't known me over the years, but now they're seeing me, seeing me, seeing me. So, you know, make sure, you know, touch base with them, build relationships with them because, you know, maybe they have a salesman now, but that doesn't mean he's going to be here in three years when, you know, they come back to buy a car or that salesman's going to have a continual relationship with them. So, you know, I make sure I say hi and talk to everybody I can as, as much as I can, even though how busy I am over in service, I still have time to walk over and shake hands, kiss babies, and you know, basically, basically ask for your vote. That's really what we're doing. Yeah, you know, we're asking for your vote, and we're doing it by uh, doing things the right way, uh, in my eyes. 
Yeah, I, I was stalking you on Facebook, and there was there was one thing. There were like three different people. I, I said, no, no, you got to go see Frank. So someone was talking about buying a car, and he's like, hey, go see Frank. Yeah, yeah, go see Frank. I saw Frank. And there were like three or four referrals in the same stream of on somebody's page that they just said uh, that, that you you were you just blew blew whoever that was up. Yeah, my name gets tagged a lot uh, yeah. in Facebook. My hard, hardest part of my day is keeping my battery charged on my cell phone all day. <laughs> so. Um, uh, Frank, I, I promise everyone who sits down and watches the show for 25, 30 minutes a week that they're going to walk away with something that they can put into action in their life. And you sell in 100 cars a, a month. That sounds, that sounds unobtainable for a lot of people because, like I said, the average, average guy, average uh, salesperson, uh, guy or girl, selling you know, 8, 10 cars a month. So let's, let's think back to when you, were, when you were the rookie. You were just in the business and you were, you were just getting started before you had 18 years' worth of referrals and 18 years' worth of relationship. If you were there now – what would you do to start building this business so that a few years down the road, they can be where you are? What's one thing they can do today to get started? If you're going to be in it for the long term, yeah, you have to hustle. Yeah, you have to try to sell as many customers as you possibly can to build your book of business. But don't necessarily be discouraged if you're not, if you're talking to a lot of people and you're, you're not selling cars. So to me, you kind of really, nowadays with social media, I mean, you can, you can get out in the community virtually without having to go around. Like when I was starting, I would go out, I would go around to the you know local body shops and uh, I mean, Hey, cars are getting totaled, right? Where their, their, their body shop, they're getting that customer, you know, maybe they'll refer them over to me or a local insurance agents. And I would do business with local, uh, local insurance agents. So, you know, there, there are ways that, you know, insurance agents would always come into the office and say, hey, if you refer over, you know, we'll send you a lottery ticket or we'll send you, you know, lunch or whatever. You know, if you send a client, I would always say, you know, um, I do business with people who do business with me and I only do business with people that I trust. Like, I don't want to refer somebody over to you just because you're going to give me something to me that kind of defeats the purpose. I want to refer somebody over because I, I trust you have their best interests at heart. You kind of be like me sitting in front of that person. Uh, to me, I built my relationships with a lot of local businesses in my community um, because they know they can trust me. So, you know, uh, I have a lot of local mechanics and, you know, some of them are very loyal to their clients. You know, they're, you know, old school mechanics and they used to come, you know, with the clients or, you know, they would have the clients bring the cars, you know, to them so they can check it out. Um, very rarely happens anymore. Everybody just sends everybody into me because they trust that we're going to do the right thing. I mean, even if the car, there is something wrong with it, you know, we're a great organization. You know, we're, we're going to, we're going to find out, you know, what the issue is and we're going to own up to it. So um, one of the main things, get out there, put yourself out there on social media right now, because you, you can touch a lot more than what it was years ago. You don't have to go around necessarily, but don't make that your sole, you know, purpose. Don't just know these people uh, on Facebook, try to get out, you know, whenever there's community events, um, same thing, shake hands, kiss babies. Don't go there just to the antenna. Hey, I'm, you know, Frank Crenetti, I'm, I want to sell you a car you know, find out, you know, what the community, what the heartbeat of the community actually is, what's important, you know, to the community and try to be a part of that. And um, people, you'll, you'll endear yourself to people uh, if they actually think that you really care. So if you really care about the community and you want to be in it and you want to be a long-term or in the car business, that's kind of where it's going uh, right now. You can't just be the guy sitting there waiting for ups out front. You know, um, they're the guys that actually, they're, they're my, they're my door guys. You know, I call them yeah. my door guys. They, they open the doors for all my customers that come in. All day. <laughs> you don't want to be, you don't, you don't want to be that guy. Um, so to me, it's all about building relationships and, uh, you know, younger in my career, it was okay. I was working probably six days a week, you know, 12 hours, 13 hours a day, every single day. Cause I came from the pizza shop business. So to me, uh, that was, 
you know, car business, everybody's going to work a lot of hours. I'm like, nah, this is, this is part-time. This is great. You know, the pizza business is seven days a week. This is just, this is just six days a week. But, um, anymore, I feel like people are like, oh, you're probably there all the time. I'm not. I mean, August, I'll be there five days a week from mostly open to close. Um, but most of the time it's, uh, it's five days a week and you know, it's four and a half days, uh, basically is what it is. It's, you know, my mantra, you might say it's family first. I mean, and that's, yeah. uh, that, that's, that's really what it comes down to because it doesn't matter if you're successful, you're the greatest, you know, of something in life. If you come home and your kids don't know you or, you know, your wife uh, doesn't want to talk to you, then, you know, to me, you're, you're not a success in life. So, you know, you got to have a good balance. Um, and I, I burnt myself out years ago and I was only doing 50 cars at a time, but I was so scared to leave the dealership because I thought that I was going to lose a sale. Um, that I, I did. I worked every hour and bell to bell and was always there and would always run in on my day off and end up staying there, you know, all day. And uh, I finally took a step back. We had some things happen in our, our family and it kind of, uh, kind of opened my eyes a little bit. And, uh, you know, the family's first and that, that's, that's the way we, that's the way we treat it now. And to, to not be at the dealership all day because you will get burnout, you know, so you have to, have, you have to have a good balance. You once, once you once you get your clientele, you have to have a good balance. And that's some people are like, wow, there's no way this guy sells 15, 20 cars a month on a Saturday. But the, the whole crux of that is I'm off on Friday. So half of my clientele would want to come in Friday. I don't lose them. They just wait till Saturday to come in. So if you build a good enough relationship with your clients, they'll somewhat work around your schedule. You know, so most people won't go in. Uh, on a Friday. So they'll just wait for Saturday. So Saturday is just one big party chaotic. And, you know, I've kind of got it down to science and, you know, we work very efficiently here. Yeah. And you, and you take Sunday afternoons off for football, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, we are closed in Sunday in the great state of Pennsylvania. Um, because, uh, William Penn, I believe was a football fan when he first founded this, uh, <laughs> this great state. And, uh, uh, God bless him. Yeah. He's the man. All right, Frank, man, I appreciate you so much for taking the time to talk with us and, and, and share this. This has been, uh, I, I, love, I love everything that you say. And I, I wish, I, you know, my, my, whole, my whole mission in life right now is to convince more people to start working on relationships instead of transactions. So that is, uh, that's, it's enormous what you're doing. So thank you so much. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, I know you're not bashful. What's that cell phone number again? How, how does somebody come buy a Honda from Frank Cunetti? Uh, well, you can buy anything. I sell, I sell probably, I sell 50 Hondas a month, new 50, 60, but most of them, a lot of my businesses uh, is pre-owned cars too. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of the things I sell through relationships. Someone's 50, 60 uh, pre-owned cars. So um, uh, 484-368-9000, but you know, that's not, uh, that's not my main goal. So yeah. uh, my main goal is to build relationships, like I said, and uh, I want to give a big shout out to my buddy, Ali Rita. Um, he's going through a lot of stuff right now with uh with Guinness and uh, that, that guy that uh, probably forgetting about now that I read his books uh, years ago and could have handled a lot better, but uh, I just want yeah, to give a big shout out to him. World record holder. We recognize it. I recognize it. You are the goat, my man. We All appreciate right. everything you do for the car business. So yeah, no, thanks, no. Gary. I really appreciate it, man. All right. Thanks brother. Have a great day and enjoy some football. Uh, you too. Go Eagles. Stay right. Get you some radio. <laughs> You've been listening to the Get You Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.